0: No purchase necessary, void or prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply, see website for details
2: You're listening to the IFL TV Podcast In association with Lonsdale MTK Global Sponsored by William Hill This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, and association for MTK Global. First time I'm joined by Josh Taylor. How weird is that? I think two years I've been working for IFL, so normally Andrew gets you, is it?
1: Hi. Hi, nice to meet you, big man.
2: <laughs> and you, mate. Um, obviously, you're back in London where you had a spectacular fight with Regis Prograf. Just actually seen some back and forth between you and Regis uh, the other day, I think it was. Just explain what happened
1: there. Um, I think it was, It was. he tweeted one of my, quoted one of my tweets where the picture of me and Ramirez and me saying that the fight had to happen. Um, this year, and I think he quoted it and said, You know, the only guy can beat um, these guys was something about me the guy who beat Josh Taylor, and that's me, Regis Progress, something like that. And um, you know, I had an off night and started, started making excuses. Um, you know, he, he knew he was beat, he knew, he knew that the better man won on the night. Um, so I just thought it was a bit you know it takes away from the respect i had from him for him um, they're making the excuses a couple of months down the line they had an off night and all that sort of stuff the, the the chances were stacked against him as soon as he touched down and all that but yeah he was saying he felt like the home fighter he was so comfortable and everything like that before the fight and you know felt the love and all that so he was just making excuses now but you know He's trying to keep himself relevant to keep himself in the picture um, and that's, that's that 's all it is really you know it's just um, I just had to bit, put my bit in and say you know that the better man won and uh, he had enough night because I made him have enough night I made him fight the way I wanted him to fight and uh, he couldn 't adjust to the gate he couldn 't adjust during the fight I did a couple of times you know and changed the way I fought so he couldn't do it so the better man won
2: I'm surprised about that because straight after the fight he did give you respect and he didn't really make any excuses
1: (laughs) yeah no he he didn't didn't give any excuses at all in the fight or the day after or anything like that we were pretty cool and and I suppose we still are pretty cool you know Um, he's he's a champion mindset you know he's a winner at heart so obviously he's going to feel a bit bitter and a bit you know gutted and you know so he wants to he wants to get himself back in in the mix but it's not personal, it's just him trying to keep his name up there and uh, get the, get himself back in the mix in the big fights again.
2: We'll talk about the big fights soon, we'll talk more boxing, but let's uh, mention the MTK Academy. Obviously, that's why we're here today. It's a great initiative that MTK are doing. Uh, for people who don't know, it's not just like uh, trying to create new boxes, it's trying to create new media people, new managers, just anything to do with boxing and giving kids... A, future, a bright future uh, it's a great incentive isn't it John?
1: Yeah it's a great um, yeah it's brilliant a brilliant set up as well um, especially like for places that haven't got much going on um, through personal experience um, with me growing up there was nothing around um, nothing around my area for for kids to get into things like this you know even just get an avenue into boxing um, or into sports. There was there was nothing around unless you were in Edinburgh city centre. So having this MTK Academy, maybe maybe kids want to go into a bit of journalism or do things what you're doing, you know, or personal coaching or, or a bit of training and things like that. You know, it's it's uh, it's giving them a, an avenue to get in, involved in the sport so yeah it's, it's great it's great
2: mm. I think you should be mentioned as well alongside that they actually do get education as well so if it doesn't work out in boxing whether you want to go into promoting be a fighter managing going to media you can actually get an education still and yeah. and go another route which yeah. is brilliant we're
1: going to be doing courses and stuff yeah. like that as well so it's great opportunities for people that want to get involved in the boxing maybe not even be a fighter but like you said be a promoter or a writer or a, a manager or something like that you know and um, from myself or a personal point of view if I wasn't boxing I wanted to do something like personal training and, and things like that and get into coaching and, and yeah. think that was the kind of road I was going to go down but I never had any kind of opportunities and there was nothing around, I never had a way of getting into the sport and this has given people that chance so yeah it's great. Yeah
2: so something especially in London which is really important to do because there's a lot of crime at the moment especially among the younger community, and it's something that could reduce that. Even if it changes the life of one or two people, MTK have done their job there. But I'm sure it's going to change the life of a, a lot more youngsters.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of crime going on, like you said, knife crime and things like that, and kids going down the wrong, the wrong avenues of life. You know, so yeah, it's great, and I think they want to try. It. I was part of a, a campaign, knife them Knives down, gloves up, sort of thing, yeah, yeah. and um, they're trying to get sort of boxing back into the, the school curriculum, which I think is great, you know, because it teaches these young kids a bit of discipline, a bit of respect, a bit you know, a bit self confidence and self esteem, and you know, and treat others with respect. So I think it's a great a great program that they're doing here. and Hopefully it kicks off and people get behind it and uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing seeing what, it, seeing what it does.
2: Definitely. To be fair, London's got a lot of focus on it. But as a Scotsman yourself, how is it in Scotland um, in terms of like crime rates, in terms of community centres, how are the youth getting on there? Because there is so much focus on London, but I'm sure there's trouble elsewhere in the UK as yeah, well.
1: Yeah everywhere, you know it's where I grew up was sort of the outskirts of Edinburgh and there wasn't there wasn't much going on, especially around sport. Um, there was nothing, nothing for kids to do, nothing for people to get into, and to have an interest or a hobby, and you know, so people started getting into crime and or doing, getting up to no good and getting into trouble and things. So it's good to to have this getting set up, and it's definitely going to give people opportunities and people role models to, for kids to look up to and see. What hard work and stuff can do, and so yeah, I think it, I think it's it's very good. I'm very excited to see what's what's going to happen.
2: Definitely, it's a great uh, setup from MTK. As I said, you have now signed with MTK and Top Rank. Uh, I did an interview with Tyson Fury the other day. He heard you saying you're the top dog at MTK. He says he's glad to have you on the team, but he's still the top dog at MTK.
1: Uh, yeah, yes, he yes, he he's the top dog. Ty- Tyson Fury is the the Gypsy King, so yeah, he's, just, he's still number one. But yeah, it was uh, it was good to get a couple of messages from him personally. Actually, once I signed deal. and yes yeah, for someone that I look up to, it, it was uh, it was great to get a couple of messages from. So yeah, the messages, of encouragement, saying you know you're gonna, you've got a got a chance to make it in America now and say it's, uh, it's, yeah, it was really good, really nice to hear from them.
2: It was a big statement actually from top-ranked MTK signing you. Of course, MTK have got Tyson Fury, Billy Joe Saunders, Carl Frampton, Charlie Edwards, a host of other great talent as well coming up. Uh, but to add a unified world champion, someone. Who's now considered top ten pound for pound? I think you're at number ten for sure, maybe in some it's higher as well. Uh, it's a massive statement. If you look at the stables across top rank and MTK, it's phenomenal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. You've got the you've got the best fighters in the world now uh, under top rank, and it was a no-brainer kind of choice for me as well. Um, just for the potential fights that's for me down the line. Um, being under top rank, there's got the Terence Crawford fight there, the Ramirez fight there, and they're, they're big fights, you know. And and being under the same banner, it means that the boxing politics shouldn't get in the way so it makes the fights easy to happen and uh, it was a no-brainer you know, for the big fights to happen for me in America to, to really make the most of my career for the next couple of years.
2: Just before we move on to that you did fight on a, on a match bill I know it was a WBSS <coughs> that uh, kind of put it on but it was on Eddie's bill uh, on Sky Sports Box Office against Regis Programme. did Eddie come in and try and sign it? Because I spoke to him the other day and he basically said not really he had a few conversations with Cyclone but he didn't really try and sign it No,
1: no. Never had any conversation with Eddie myself so um, the best option was out there was, was top rank you know and I went I went I knew that I wanted to fight in America and I knew that I wanted to get the Ramirez fight chase the Ramirez fight chase if I come through the Ramirez fight come through it but I believe I will I'll become undisputed world champion move up to 147 and chase the bigger fights up there as well so that's uh, I just I thought that was the best route for me to go
2: we know Jose Ramirez Victor Posto was off for the, the meantime because of the coronavirus in China. Have you heard anything uh, about that fight still happening elsewhere?
1: no I haven't, I haven't really heard nothing I know it's been postponed and the fight's still going to happen but um, I'm not sure when or where but I'll be looking I'll be watching closely anyway so um, obviously my mold for Victor Posto is still a very live dog in that fight um, I think it can be very tricky. For Ramirez, but I I do do expect Ramirez to pull through. But um, it'll be tricky for a few rounds, at least definitely.
2: What's happening with your situation in terms of the IBF mandatory? I'm going to try and pronounce his name. Kunshong, is that it? Song, yeah. Song, yeah. We know Samson Boxing won the purse bid. Um, What is the situation now? When do you expect that fight to happen, and where?
1: Well, we think it's still going to be happening in the UK. (laughs) It's going to be happening in Scotland, hopefully, in Glasgow. Um, around sort of April the end of April early May sort of time um, and that's all I kind of really know about it at the minute you know um, that's, that's, that's all I really know about it so I just need to start getting my head focused on Kong Tong and, and see try and get footage of him and, uh, and work on a game plan
2: Now I appreciate We can't talk about your split with Cyclone because there is a court case going on, so I'll just clarify that for the viewers. But your former trainer did put out a tweet the other day and you did respond. Um, Did you think that was a bit bitter?
1: Yeah, I think so. I thought it was a bit unfair. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a little bit bitter, yeah, but... um as yeah. is it is and just go to move on. As it is
2: In terms of your training situation, we saw clips out in Dubai with you uh, training with Ben Davison on the pads with him. Billy Joe Saunders was obviously out there as well. And then we've seen you down at Adam Booth Gym recently. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you talking to a couple of trainers now? Many trainers. What's happening?
1: Yeah, well, I had a week. I had a week with Ben Davison <coughs> over in Dubai. We um, was over there with Billy Joe training. Had a week over there trial with them. I had a really good time, you know. Um, um, Bill and uh, Ben made me feel really welcome at home and Really?
2: People normally say something different about Billy
1: No, no, honestly really? we, had a, we had a really good time we had a good laugh, made me feel at home and uh, you know, I learned a, a good few things with Ben as well, taught me a lot and a uh, really good coach and I had a great time and I've come back here and had a, I've had a week with um, Adam now as well and again all the lads at the gym Made me feel really welcome at home, and had a had a nice time as well. Again, learnt a few things with Adam, and again a great coach, technically brilliant, you know. And um, the two coaches are kind of sort of saying the same things of where I need to improve on and what I need to do, and don't want to change my t- style too much, but could put work on this. And um, it's making my job of choosing the coach a bit harder because. <laughs> Um, they are. They are both really good, and both I uh, would be open to working with. So I've got. To, I've got to have a, a right good hard think about it, and uh, take my time before I make my decision. So
2: is it likely to be one of them two, Josh?
1: Yeah, but at the minute, uh, these are the only two coaches I've tried. So it's between the two at the minute, obviously. But um, I'm open to going and trying other coaches and going elsewhere. You know, anything that's uh, it's going to be the best move for me. That's that's what I'm going to do. You know, so. Um, I've, I've um, even got my eye on a couple of coaches in America that I would quite like to try as well. So I might go over there and, and see what see what happens. We just need to we need to wait and see. It's not a decision that I'm going to jump into making because it's a it's a very important decision I need to make. So it's not one i have got to jump into.
2: Okay. Hopefully you get your mandatory out of the way and it all goes well. Then you fight the winner of postal Ramirez for the undisputed fight. If that goes well again. Is your next move going to be at 147? You're not staying at 140, are you, Josh?
1: Yeah, it probably looks like it, I think, because then I've then pr- proved I've run of the weight. I've won all the belts, I've proved that I'm number one. got nothing else to prove, so... Obviously, I'd have um, options of eh, doing a couple of voluntary defences and things like that, but I think then, you know, I, I want to push on to eh, set new goals, which would be move up and wait and... Eh, Chance for world titles up at the 147, and that's what we want to do. So, most likely, if I come through and my plan goes to the plan goes well, then it all goes to how we planned and how we wanted to go. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll be moving up to 147. Yeah.
2: Of course, top rank have a 147 pounder. Uh, who's looking for fights because most of the 147 guys are with PBC and Al Heyman. That fight does make sense if you were to go to 47. Um, one of the toughest tasks in boxing probably, Terence Crawford, but you feel you have the beating of him today, Josh?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've definitely I've got the size for 147, I've got the strength for it and I believe I've got the ability as well. You know, I believe in myself, I believe that I can... Take on any fighter that's in the opposite corner from me. I believe I can win and beat them. You know, Um, I mean, it could be King Kong in that next that corner over for me. You know, it could be, could be Godzilla. It could be anything. I believe I'm going to win that fight. You know, so um, that's just my mentality. I believe in myself, and um, I I really do think if I go up to 147, I can challenge with the best.
2: Just finally rounding this off, it was nice to see you and Ahar Davis. Uh, have a fight with together there was a lot of respect there of course we know what happened before uh, you two fought and after really there was still a lot of back and forth between you after but it's nice to see you kind of settle that and there's no hard feelings anymore is there
1: Josh? No no not at all not at all um, you know that was that was what two three years ago now uh, three three uh, years? Uh, about three years ago so yeah it's it all just uh, it's all just business you know and uh, him back then as well. He wanted to be an entertainer and things like that, and be controversial. That's just that's just who he was. So it's not definitely not personal at all. Definitely not.
2: Good to hear. Listen, Josh. Look forward to news on you on your on your mandatory. Hope you get that undisputed fight this year and uh, big things in 2020. All right, man.
1: Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you, Josh. Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global.
0: 18 plus.